everybody. Welcome once again to our Bible study group. Um, today we're going to um, do session six. That's where we are. And we're still in John's gospel. We're going to be looking at John chapter five from verse one to 21. So today's uh, session, I've titled it Healing at Bethsaida. Create your own ideal self. Okay, so that's the title of our Bible study this evening. So we're going to um, read from First John and um, John chapter five. John chapter five from verse one to twenty-one. So I will read it. It says, "After this, there was uh, a feast of the Jews, and Jesus." Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the ship, by the ship gate, a pool which is called in Hebrew Bethsaida, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the move of the water. For for an angel went down at a certain time into the pool. And so for an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put, to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise, take your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to him who was cured, it is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, he who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn, a multitude being in that place. Afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see, you have been made well, sin no more, lest the worst thing comes upon you. The man departed and told the Jews, that it was Jesus who made him well. For the reason, for this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him before he had, uh, because he had done these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, for my father has been working until now and I have been working. Therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that Jesus was his father, making himself equal with God. Then Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, 
the son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself that he himself does, and he will show show him greater greater works than these that you may marvel. For as the father raised raised the dead and gives life to them, even so the son gives life to whom he pleases. Hallelujah. So that is the scripture, the verses we're going to look at this evening. This evening. So um, what um, Jesus did, he healed the man sitting at Bethsaida. So healing anointings are carried by angels. This is what the scripture is telling us. So in a ministry where the Holy Spirit is giving audience, as the Holy Spirit releases his power to confirm the word of God preached, portals, portals are opened in that environment. Portals are gateways like Jacob's ladder that connect heaven to earth. These angels, whether it is the angel that carries the anointing for healing or the angel that carries the anointing and authority for deliverance or the angel that carries the anointing for salvation, they come through these portals, you know, these portals, gateways between heaven and earth. And they minister to the people depending on the word that was preached. So if the minister preaches salvation, then the angel of salvation will come through this portal. So as I said, depending on the word that was preached, for example, a minister that is baptized with the Holy Spirit and the church, the environment is filled with people who love God with all their heart, mind and strength, okay? They are growing in the things of the spirit. The works of the flesh is not so evident in that environment. It's not so evident in that environment. Okay. So, you know, the works of the flesh, like gossip, backbiting, unforgiveness, hatred, resentment, worldly attitude. If the minister in that church preaches on salvation using the pure, uncompromising word of God to preach on salvation, the Holy Spirit will release his power to confirm to confirm the word, the word of God, the portal will then open and the angel that carries the anointing for salvation will come through that portal and minister salvation to the people, bringing conviction of sin to the people's heart and repentance will follow. Genuine repentance because the anointing is there working on people's hearts, leading to godly sorrow. Okay. So on the other hand, if the minister preaches on healing, and deliverance, once again, stressing to the people the healing and deliverance Jesus brought for them on the cross of Calvary. When they know their healing is included in the atonement, faith will arise. Faith will arise for healing and deliverance to take place. So the Holy Spirit will release his power to confirm the, to confirm, confirm the word. Okay, so the portal will open. The angel carrying the healing and deliverance anointing and authority will come through the portal and heal and deliver the people. Like what Hebrews um, chapter 1, verse um, 13 to 14 tells us, it says, But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Verse 14 says, Are they not 
all ministering spirit sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation. To those who will inherit salvation. So really, the you know, in a church, what you should have is a minister that is baptized with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit carries the power of God and he, he, he preaches the uncompromising word of God because the Holy Spirit will not act on any word that is not of God, okay? So if the minister is, is a minister that always likes telling stories, <laughs> he likes telling stories, the Holy Spirit is not going to act on the word he's, he's speaking because he's speaking out of his own wisdom and human flesh. So there will be no power released in that church, okay? But if this minister is baptized in the Holy Spirit and he preaches and he knows the work of the cross, you know, he knows that by preaching the word of God, preaching the uncompromising word of God, people will be able to obtain their salvation, their healing, and their deliverance. Because as the word is being preached, the power of the Holy Spirit will then act on that word and is the acting on the word that triggers the portal to open. And when the portal opens, the angels that carry the authority and the anointing to minister to God's children will then come in and start ministering to the people. You know, he will start, you know, giving them their healing. He will start giving them their deliverance. You start convicting those who are not truly born again, convict them to give their life to Jesus. Okay, so this is one of the reasons why the church is dead, because they are not preaching the real word of God. And most of these ministers, maybe they have sins in their life. Therefore, they have quenched and grieved the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is just lying there dormant. Even some of them, I think the Holy Spirit have left them, really. So most of their ministry is done in their own power, in their own human wisdom. So this is the reason we don't have you know, real uh, um, power and anointing flowing in a lot of churches, in a, in a lot of churches. And also what we need to bear in mind as well, even some ministers, it may, it may appear as if the power and the anointing is flowing in their church. But in, in Mark 16, like, um, you know, in, in Mark 16, 20, you know, it's just a, a scripture that is conf confirming that, that when the word is preached, that it is the power of the Holy Spirit that releases the power, the anointing of the whole of the angels, the angels that carry these anointings to then come through. I'll read Mark 16, 20, which says, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the um, accompanying uh, signs and wonders. So this is after the resurrection of Jesus, okay, that Mark wrote this. So Jesus wasn't on this earth when these disciples were going about preaching. Jesus was already in heaven. So it is his Holy Spirit in these ministers that are confirming the word they were preaching and releasing the portals for the angels to come through and minister to the people. Okay, so in, um, as I was saying also, we need to be very careful and very discerning when we go to churches, because some churches, you may see them, they may appear as if the anointing of the Holy Spirit is flowing uh, in that place. 
you know, because the devil um, has his own ministering demons as well. Okay, because I will just share um, uh, an incident that happened to me in, in a church. You know, we had this visiting pastor. He came and as he was preaching, you know, in my in, in, in the spirit, the Lord opened my spiritual eyes. And I could see as this man is preaching, there was a mighty big demon behind his back. Every movement this, this uh, um, uh, demon did in the spirit is the same movement this pastor did in the physical. Everything, it was as if the demon was preaching through his words, through his mouth. And the anointing was flowing so much, you know. People were being slayed in the spirit. They were falling about. They were noisy. Ooh, it was so much. All I did was sit down near my daughter. My daughter was there. She, had, she saw him as well. So we just sat down there and put our head down and was just praying in the spirit, praying, praying, praying in the spirit. And then afterwards, I was asking the Lord. I said, you know, this anointing that is flowing and touching these people, there be, you know, what will happen to them when we when we leave the church? And the Lord said that we shouldn't worry. That once we leave, we, we go through that church door. Those people will be delivered, or whatever that minister had deposited in them. Okay, so we need to be very careful. We have uh, 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 ministers that preaches through the power of demons. So not through the power of the Holy Spirit. They preach through the power of demons. So we need to be very um, careful of um, churches we are attend, especially if we go there because there is anointing flowing there. We need to know who, where this power is coming from. It could be coming from the pits of hell. So in John, so in John, um, in John chapter five, verse four, the portal opens at certain times. Like what you have read, the portal opens at certain times. So the angel for healing comes down, releases the anointing for healing in the water. So this man has sat by the pool for 38 years. He has sat in the pool for 38 years under the shelter of religion and law. You know, during that time, the sick are only healed if they do the work and step into the pool you know, and step into the pool. They are helpless and hopeless if nobody helps them get into the pool. But, you know, Jesus have not put any of these um, requirements on us. For our healing, you know, he, he hasn't put any of these uh, requirements of the law on us. So before we can be healed, all we are required to do, all these um, scriptures is telling us to do is to believe is to believe, you know, who, he who is greater than angels. So Jesus, um, Jesus knew how long the man has been there. He saw him in the spirit. He saw this man in the spirit. Okay. So when Jesus asked him, do you want to be made whole? That is verse six. You know, he is asking the crippled man if he is ready to abandon how he sees himself. And how and, and now to receive the faith for his healing, you know, to receive the faith for his healing. Okay, God, God um, gave us a mind to be able to create ourselves, to be able to create ourselves in the realms of the spirit, to be able to imagine, you know. So what we want to, what we want to see in the physical realm 
through our imagination, we, we tap into the realms of the spirit and create what we need according to the will of God. According to the will of God. We must remember that everything on this earth, everything we see and experience with our five senses originally came, came into existence in the realms, from the realms of the spirit. Okay, so everything physical has already been created in the spirit realm. So both good and evil, the sickness and disease in your body now was created by Satan in the realms of the spirit before it manifested into your physical body. Okay, so what you did and what you, you, you spoke with your mouth and behavior helped what Satan created for you in the spirit to manifest in your life. Okay. So in your, you know, to manifest in your body. So the thing is, what have, um, what have been, what there's a, you know, something that the Lord revealed to me. He says that Satan's demons, what they are doing, you know, his demons are chanting in the realms of the spirit. Let Satan's will be done in your life as it is done in hell. Okay. So you remember what, uh, what the Bible tells us that, Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Mm -hmm. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So in hell, Satan has his own plans for your life. He has his own plan for your life, just like God has his own plans for you in heaven. Okay. So for, for Satan's plans to come to you, his demons are chanting, are chanting, in the realms of the spirit, let Satan's will be done in your life as it is done in hell. So as they continue to chant this, they will be projecting their thoughts into your own mind. And if you take on that thought, that negative thought about your health, and you speak it out, eventually what Satan has planned for you in the realms of the spirit will manifest. It will manifest, okay? So when this happens, what God wants you to do is to come back in the realms of the spirit, create, 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 okay, through your imagination, what God wants for you, which is good health and abundant life filled with God's goodness and glory. This is what Romans chapter 12, verse 2 is telling us to do, you know, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world. More or less, this verse is saying, you know, you, you know, who is who is the God of this world? Satan. Satan is the God of this world. So this sentence alone is telling you, do not accept what Satan has planned for you. Rather, but be transformed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So all in all, what this scripture is saying to us is, it says, do not accept what Satan has created for you in the realms of the spirit. Do not accept the negative thoughts his demons are putting in your mind. Do not think negative thoughts because as a man thinketh, so he is. He will act the way he is thinking. So what God is saying to you and I is rather take on my own thought for you. 
by the renewing of your mind, drop and cast down Satan's negative thoughts and take on my own positive thoughts. And what is God's um, positive thoughts for us? So if we have a look at Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, Jeremiah 29, verse 11, which says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Okay, so this is God's, this is God's thought for us. So this is the thought we are meant to take on. All right. So what we do, we take on God's positive thoughts. So you will be able to imagine and create in the realms of the spirit, the things, you know, the things God himself have planned for you, including, including your good health and financial prosperity, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So it is when, it is when you, you know, it is when you start thinking about God's thought, when you start renewing your mind with the scriptures, okay? Because the scriptures is God's thought. And in the scripture, you know what God thinks about you. You know his promises for you. His promises for you is to have a good health, is to live an abundant life. He's not thinking evil for you, okay? The negative thoughts that the enemy is chanting in your mind is the thoughts the enemy wants you to take on and to create that thought. Because remember, the Bible have already told us, as a man thinketh, so he will be, okay? Because the way you think would be the way you will act. So if you are um, renewing your mind with the promises of God, you are believing that what God has planned for you and you are thinking about those promises, renewing your mind with those promises, you will start acting. You will start acting that way. You start acting the way you are thinking. And that thing God has planned for you will manifest, okay? As you think it, you have your imagination. You see yourself in the realms of the spirit, the way you want, the way God has planned for you to be. You see yourself like that in the realms of the spirit. And as you continue to think on that thought and declare those promises, what you are thinking and imagining will manifest. So this is what the Lord is saying to us, that we should, you know, that we should that we should renew our mind so we will be able to accept, you know, accept and perfect the, his perfect will for us. So how do you manifest what you have created in the spirit realm? It's the same way you manifest what Satan has created for you in the spirit realm. One, you know, through your thoughts and imagination through your thought and imagination. And the second one is through your words and actions. So as you, as you take on um, the positive thoughts and promises of God for your life, you imagine, like example, if you're unwell, you know, if you are unwell, and that is Satan's uh, plan has manifested in your life. That's what it is. Sickness is from the devil, okay? So this thing is what Satan has planned in the realms of the spirit. And through the years, your actions and your behaviors is what has brought it on, has made it manifest. So now if you want to change that, what you need to do 
is to imagine yourself healthy. The ideal self you want to be. You know, what is your ideal self? Well, how do you want to be? Imagine it that way in, you know, because your imagination takes you through the realms of the spirit. So when you imagine something, you're actually creating something in the spirit. Remember when God told Abraham that he was going to be the father of nations. First of all, Abraham didn't believe God, but it was when God brought him out and told him to look at the stars, if he can count them. And then Abraham looked at the stars and in his imagination, he created his children being as numerous as the stars. That was when he started believing. And this was the reason God also changed his name from Abraham to Abraham, father of nations, because now his word and his imagination are corresponding. Okay. So this is what the Lord wants us to be doing. This is what the Lord wants us to be doing. Okay. So as we said, just like God spoke things that are, that are not as if they were. This is how you do as well. You speak God's words over your body. Words, you know, like by his stripes, I am healed. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You look for scriptures that corresponds to what you have created in the spirit realm through your imagination. You keep repeating it over your body or your situation. So what you are saying is let God's will be done in my life as it has been planned in heaven. Instead of what the devils are chanting in hell, let Satan's will be done in your life as it, has, as it is done in hell. So what you will be chanting yourself is, let God's will be done in my life as it has been planned in heaven. And as you are uh, saying that over your body, you are thinking it, you are seeing yourself healthy in the realms of the spirit, and you are acting how you want to be, you know. It's not that, you know, you cannot be speaking health and acting sickness. Do you understand? Yeah. Yes. So your, your words and your action and your behavior has to correspond, has to correspond. Let me share something with you, with you guys. You know, when I became unwell, you know, from the beginning, even before I became unwell, the Lord warned me, told me what was going to happen and all this and all that, how the devil was going to attack me and how he's going to be there for me and how he's going to heal me and what I needed to do to get that healing. Okay. So what he said, what he said was, if I declare my, his words over my body, that I will get my healing and I will never be sick again. Okay. That is what the Lord said. And then I, you know, recently, I then got the, the revelation about imagination, about using my imagination. You see, the Lord gave me my kidneys in a vision in 2012. And he told me this one is going to stay because he has shown me a vision before of angels doing a kidney transplant in, in my body. But that one didn't manifest. But the Lord said, the one he then gave me in 2012, he said, this one is going to stay. So what I needed to bring that one to, uh, to manifest is with his words. I need to declare it. I need to act on it. Okay. And I need to imagine it. So in the realms of the spirit, I saw myself healthy. I saw my kidneys in you know, as the, the, the spirit. He planted these things in my spiritual body, but my spiritual body have now has to come into alignment with my physical body in order for it to manifest. Okay. So after I think two or three 
Yeah, about four weeks ago, as I was lying on the bed meditating, I saw my spirit body come and laid, came into alignment with my physical body. It came into alignment with my physical body. So the organs I'm looking for, I'm asking God for. I want a new eyes and I want a new kneecap. Total new kneecap and plus a kidney. So that's what I'm going to get. That's what I have. Okay. Uh -huh. so it, it hasn't fully manifested yet, but it's coming. Amen. It's Amen. Coming. Okay? Amen. So this is Amen. what he's teaching us. Use Amen. our imagination to create our, you know, what we want, what he has planned for us. Our, you know, this is how, <laughs> uh, this is how the devil, the, the witches, that is how they curse us. When the witch wants to curse you, they bring your image in the spirit and they project their thoughts towards you. And as they're projecting those negative thoughts towards you, they're releasing demons to attack you. This is how witches bewitch people. Okay. It's through the spirit. So if you want to change your situation, if you want to change things, use your imagination and tap into the realms of the spirit. Create your own environment, your own self, your own ideal self in the realms of the spirit. And then speak it out. Use God's words and speak it out. Okay. So this is what we have to do. So what you are doing, you are canceling the devil's plan. Because when, when, you, um, when, you, when you start saying, in, let God's will be done in my life as it has been planned in heaven what you're doing, you're cancelling the chanting of the devil in the pits of hell remember we live in two kingdoms we have God's kingdom heaven and the devil's kingdom these are the things, whichever whatever thing that is manifesting in this physical realm has been planned in any of these kingdoms, okay so if you want God's things to manifest you need to speak it out. You need to think it and you need to act it. It's about thinking, speaking and acting. And when you do this consistently, you see, you will see, you will begin to see what you're thinking, what you're speaking and what you're acting come to pass. It will come to pass. Okay. So, um, so what you are doing, you are canceling the devil's plan, what the devils are chanting and declaring for you in the pits of hell. And we know God's plan and words are a lot stronger than the devil's words. So as you are doing this, you keep away from sin. You keep away from sin. You strive to know God and love him with all your heart and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. So that is you keeping the first commandment. That is you keeping the first commandment. So after the healing, you know, after healing the man, Jesus warned him in verse 14. Afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. So why did Jesus give this warning to this man? It is because sin is a door opener for Satan to bring his plans into our lives. Okay? Sin is a door opener for Satan to bring his plans into our lives and our family's lives as well. So keep away from sin. Whatever the Bible says is sin, Keep away from it and have a heart of repentance always. 
have a heart of repentance always. Because Jesus did this healing miracle on a Sabbath day, the Jewish leaders started to persecute him and sought to kill him, saying that he broke the Sabbath. Jesus did not break the Sabbath law. What he did through this miracle is to loosen the Sabbath from the bondage of tradition and man-made rules. And man-made rules. So what this should teach us is, as ministers and preachers of God's gospel, as long as God has called you into his ministry, opinions of men should not come into the equation. Okay, should not come into the equation. What the Lord is doing in the realms of the spirit and you are manifesting the same work in the physical. The problem comes when the minister's spiritual eyes is not open. The scriptures have been twisted to suit you know, their selfish purposes. This is why we don't see the power of God flowing in the church. Because as a minister, you know God has called you. He has anointed you. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is what helps you to see in the realms of the spirit. If you're not seeing what God is doing in the realms of the spirit, how are you going to manifest what is happening into this physical world? Okay. So this is why you see ministers, they just preach the gospel, but there's no power. There's no power. There's no power. And for me, what I believe, a gospel preached without power is not Jesus's gospel. Because there's two things, you know, you, the, the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the preaching of the word and the confirmation of the word and the portals opening and the angels that carry those anointing to heal and deliver. This, this thing should be in the church. Every Sunday, people should be able to get the healing, the deliverance, salvation. All these things should be flowing freely in the church because this is our inheritance. Okay. It's not about religion. It's about, you know, manifesting the, what God has given us at the cross in this physical world, in this physical world. Okay. So the, you know, the Lord will only manifest himself to those who love him and he will show them what he is doing. The work he continues to do in the realms of the spirit, just like Jesus made it clear to the Jews who questioned him about the work he was doing on the Sabbath. That is verse 19. Then, then Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. Okay, for the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does, and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. Verse 21, for as the father raises the dead and gives lives to them, even so the son gives lives to whom he will. The son gives life to whom he will. You see, you see how, how Jesus operates within you know, the parameters of what the, the Father in heaven is doing in the realms of the spirit, and he is bringing it down here in the physical. This is why he says you need to be born again for you to see the kingdom of heaven. Because if you're not born again, you don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, your spiritual eyes are not open, and you are in ministry. <laughs> you're working for the devil. 
<laughs> you are working for the devil. That's it. Because you need to see what Jesus is doing in the spirit realm so you'll be able to manifest it in the physical. You, 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 we, we can't just go into ministry and say we're ministers. We have no connection with the realms of the spirit. Then what are you ministering? What are you ministering? You need to minister God's kingdom to the people, his people, the people he died for on that cross. Okay? So this is why the prayer, the, the, you know, the Lord's prayer, let your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. How are you going to do God's will on earth as it is done in heaven if you don't know what is happening in heaven? Hmm? How? How are you going to do it? This is why Jesus said that he, he, he lives in, in two realms. He, he, the, the, the son, the, 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 you know, the son that is in heaven, it's also the son that is on earth. His spirit is in heaven. His physical body is on earth. He can see what the father is doing in heaven and he must, you know, manifest it here in the physical. By the words he speaks and the power he has is what brings about the healings and the miracles. So he is seeing what the father is doing in heaven and he brings it down on earth. This is why he sent the Holy Spirit to us, to lead us to all truth, so we can see what God has for us in heaven. You know, he has loads of things for us in heaven, but how are we going to manifest it here if we don't know what we have, if we can't see what we have? That's the problem. So, and, uh, you know, our love for God should be what compels us in ministry. Just like when Jesus said, you know, the Father loves me and shows me all things. You know, the Father loved Jesus and Jesus loved the Father. So that love is, a, is like a magnet that was helping the two of them to cooperate and do things together. So if you, if you don't have the first commandment in your heart, if you do not love God, as the, as the Bible, his word has told us to love him. And Jesus loves us, you know, but if you don't reciprocate that love, he can't use you because it's the love that you have in your heart that will enable you to minister to his people, okay? Because first of all, you need to be able to love God. If you do not have that deep love for God, you will not love his people. You will not love. You will not, you know, because it's the love of God in you. Just like what Paul says, it's the love of God in him that compels him to do what he was doing. It's the same thing with us. It's the love of God in us that compels us to do ministry to others. It's the compassion. You know, when you see somebody who is tormented, who is sick and tormented with demonic attacks and all this and the compassion, the, God puts that compassion in your heart to help, to help that person, okay? I remember there was a time in the church I used to go to one of our members. She became, you know, mental. She lost it, really. So she was in a mental hospital. You know, some of the girls went to visit her. So I also went with them. You know, everybody, when I was the last to come in, everybody was just sitting down there. They were talking. Immediately I walked into her room, this compassion filled me so much. All I did, I just grabbed her 
And all I was just saying is Jesus, 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 Jesus. I just held her for five minutes. And all I said was Jesus, 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 Jesus. Within a week, that lady was discharged. She became normal. Okay. It's a compassion. Jesus is compassion. You remember in the scripture where Jesus said he saw all these sick people and he was filled with compassion. Okay. It's the compassion of God in us that helps us to do what he is doing for those people in the realms of the spirit. So, you know, our love for God should be what compels us in ministry. When we love the Lord with all our heart, mind and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. This is what makes the Lord to open our spiritual eyes so we can see, you know, we can see, we can see what he is doing in the realms of the spirit. So we can do likewise on the physical realms. Remember in John 15, in John 15 uh, verse five, Jesus said, I am divine. You are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. Okay? Nothing in the sense, you know, that is anything that God will approve of and obtain glory from it. Okay? You may, you may be able to do whatever it is you're doing, but if you do not have Jesus, the love of God in you, and you are doing what Jesus is doing, it will not bring glory to God because you're not working within the will of God, okay? You know, like this is what Jesus said in, uh, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 to 23. He says, Jesus referred to certain ministers of God as being lawless. He referred to them as being lawless. We'll read it. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my father in heaven. Verse 22 says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. You who practice lawlessness. So why did Jesus say to these ministers, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness? So what, what law of God did they break? What law of God did they break? They broke the commandment of love. They broke the commandment of love. One, love your God with all your heart, your mind, and your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. The first commandment of God. This is God's will. This is God's will. Okay. This is God's will. So these ministers, they were ministering. They were casting out demons. You know, they were preaching the gospel. But they were not doing it within God's will. And God's will is, first of all, you need to love him first with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. And then you love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. So it's the commandment of love. That's what they broke. That's why Jesus called them, you who practice lawlessness. That is you who practice without law. They were practicing without love. That's the thing. So John 15, 7 to 10 and 14, it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, 
you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. As the father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Okay. So it's all about love. If you're going to be a minister, you need to be able to love. <laughs> the first of all, you need to be able to love God first before you can love anybody because you cannot love anybody without the love of God in your heart. Because it's God that will enable you to love other people. And when you love, you love him and you're ready to put your life down for him, then he will be able to use you in ministry because the love you have in your heart for God is what will compel you to help others, you know, to help others to know him and love him as well, to help him to, you know, is what will help you to minister to people, no matter how tough things get, or no matter how annoying or, you know, uh, uh, stress and resentment or whatever, you don't feel all those things. You don't allow it because of the love, you know, God, is compelling through you to touch his people because it's the love of God through you that is touching his people. <laughs> there was a, <laughs> hey, Lord help me. <laughs> there was a time, you know, when God was calling me to then bring his children back. And I said, Lord, I won't be able to do it. I won't have the patience because they'll be annoying me. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> he said, don't judge my people. Don't condemn them. Just love them. So I keep praying, Lord, you need to put that love in my heart to be able to love because that's why I keep praying for patience. You know, you need patience if you're in ministry. You really do need patience and love. So long suffering. And you know, that's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Long suffering. Long suffering. Endurance. Endurance. So verse 12, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. So this is the law these ministers broke, the law of love. This is the reason Jesus said to them, I never knew you, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. You who practice lawlessness. So this is, um, this is our session for this week. What we have done, you know, we just looked at the healing ministry of Jesus and um, how you know, ministries should be conducted with the love of God in us. That if we want to really be ministers and minister to God's people, we need to have his love in us. If not, he will call us lawless people that had never knew you. You were, you know, you went within the will of my father. So whatever you were doing, you were not doing it. In, although you were calling Jesus, but you were not doing it for me. That's what he was saying in that scripture. So healing it's a two-way thing. Your healing is already in the realms of the spirit. So now you have to do your own actions to bring it through. And don't, because um, we have a, a tendency to, one of the things the Lord said to me years ago was that the reason a lot of people don't do what he asks them to do is um, because they don't want the pain, the trials and the suffering because when they're, because you need to go through pain, you need to go through suffering. And the reason you're going through that pain is to subdue your flesh, you know, the work of the flesh in you. 
you know, because the Bible tells us that God's spirit and flesh, then they're, they're enemies. So you cannot be working with God and then your flesh is always pulling you the other way. So you go through trials to subdue your flesh to, you know, how, how, how did Paul put it? You know, through the spirit, you subdue your flesh, you kill your flesh to the cross. So what you, that's the only way you can be, be led by the spirit. You cannot be led by the spirit of God if your flesh is always getting in the way, you know? So this is, um, this is, you know, really one of the processes of ministry because God has to train you and it takes years, you know, it takes years. He's been, he's been dealing with me for almost 21 years. He's been dealing with me for 21 years. It's a long time. But uh, I thank God for the things I've gone through because I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. And one of the things he said, as long as you have a good attitude towards what you're going through, you know, he will be there for you and support you. It's when people have bad attitude, you know, we should take example from what happened to the Israelites in the wilderness. It's the attitude that kept them in that wilderness for 40 years. <laughs> and if God is calling you to ministry and you have a bad attitude, you'll be there for 40 years going round and round in the circle. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So Amen. That, is our, that is our Bible session for today. So what I've uh, decided we'll do is, uh, you know, we, we'll pick a topic and, um, and just discuss it in depth instead of um, just going through verse by verse. That, because that would take long, you know, to finish one uh, gospel book. chapters. Yeah, one book. So like now we did healing and ministry with love. Okay, so next time we'll, we'll pick another topic in a, a chapter and do that, in a book and do that. Okay, is that helpful? Very, thank you. Very, very helpful. John, still through John. You still use John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still going through the book of John. Yes. So I'm going to stop recording now so we can discuss. Hallelujah. Okay.